This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. All right, Jason had to walk back to the other room, but when we get started, this will be our Civilized Barking Podcast. We're about an hour and 20, maybe an hour and a half uh, from the end of a, a complete domination. I thought the Browns probably would win. I thought they had to win. I thought the defense would be a real problem for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, the defense was a major problem. This was a complete domination start to finish. The Titans scored three points. They did not get to 100 yards. They lost nine yards on their lone scoring drive. You just don't see that. Uh, Jason, you in here? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. So anyway, uh, we got some some listeners, some clicks, some comments. Uh, obviously, let's just start there. There aren't enough adjectives, right? Um, the Titans are down a couple guys that tackle for suspension and injury. They're playing Chris Hubbard, who's an all-time great guy, but not really going to do that. And then the left tackle, they got Andre Dillard matched up with Miles. Uh, the Browns smelled blood again. They played downhill again. And, you know, everything historically says this isn't sustainable. But, I mean, it's on its way to being historic, Jason. And, and really, like I said, I, I mean, I can remember two completions that the Titans had and one threat. And that wasn't even the scoring drive. That was before the half. They ran out of time. Of course, it was Miles with the punctuation. I mean, let, let's just start there. This this defense through three games has been elite to capital E's. It's the best defense I've seen since the 80s of the Browns, right? Like, you know, let's get a little bit farther into the season and start doing statistical analysis, and that was a different game back then. But it's just the 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 way that the defensive line is playing, the help that Miles has now. You know, I was talking to him before the, uh, after the game, and, you know, he can dial up heat and he can get pressure, but sometimes when he would get to the backfield and flush the quarterback, there was spaces and gaps for the quarterback to step up and, and elude him, and there's nowhere for these guys to go right now. Everything is covered. The back end obviously is playing well as well, but just the heat that they're generating, miles three and a half sacks. I love Mike Vrabel as a head coach. I praise him all the time for being disciplined and, and the way that he coaches and the way that he handles teams. I have no idea what the hell he was thinking at the end of the first half, passing up the three and not doubling miles on that play and going letting miles go one on one with the with the left tackle who was overmatched all day long. Uh, just a complete dominate game by miles three and a half sacks. He was everywhere. I asked him in the locker room, were you just screwing with them at the end on that when they had him backed up deep? Uh, and I, we were just messing around with them when they were sending two guys to block you. And he said, yeah. And he said, Pittsburgh, he noticed Pittsburgh doing it with Fryermuth last year, not last week, but last year. And he knew that they couldn't snap the ball until they were set. So he right. made his three seconds on the play clock. The Titans were letting the play clock run down all day long. They just looked very discombobulated offensively. And with about two, three seconds left on the play clock, Miles just took off jogging to the other side, knowing that they couldn't snap it until they were set. And he ended up baiting them into a, uh, delay a game beyond that. So just, yeah, just the entire, you know, what was it? 94 yards of total offense. I don't remember what it was against yeah. the, Bengals, but two home games now and uh opponent has yet to score a touchdown in the stadium. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, the Titans come here knowing they're going to have trouble blocking them. Right. And they know that if it becomes a Ryan Tannehill drop back game, that they're in real trouble. So that makes it even stupider what they did at the end of the half. Now, I, I, I get their thinking, right? We don't care if we lose by two or by 20. We need to get a touchdown because we might not be down here again. But if you take the three there, you're only down a touch. You know, it's a one possession game. Yeah. Right, right. And you get the ball. Um, but as it was, you know, it, it kept raining and pouring on them. And the, and the offense did its part in that, right? Uh, they, they slammed the door. 
Uh, Amari Cooper was open all day. He got 100 yards that won't show up in the stats because of the penalties and then whatever that call was on the sideline. It was probably Deshaun's best game. Uh, again, the, the defense just kind of laid it there for the offense to slam it, and they did it emphatically. And I felt like it was even different, right? I felt like in Cincinnati in the fourth quarter, they went in total shutdown mode. They took Chubb out. They just ran. And it was nice to see Ford get some experience in that situation. But here it was like the Browns just kept pounding away. And in 27 to 3, as it's in front of me, you mentioned, yeah, they're, they've won by 21 and by 24 at home. And this game might as well have been 45 to 3, right? Like it just, it just was. So, so the Browns were sideways and not impressive on offense early, but they found that gear. And in this defense, like Zadarius makes such a difference. Um, Dalvin Tomlinson makes such a difference. Last year was the worst defensive tackle group in the league. The linebackers in this defense are asked to just follow what's in front of them in, in attack, go upfield if you make mistakes. And that's what they do. They're, they're all over the place. Um, and I mean, this is a complete compliment today. I saw Martin Emerson get beat on a deep ball for the second time ever, right? Like the, the, the corners are swarming. There's a play over the middle where Tannehill jams it and wards all over the guy. And by the time the ball gets there, there's two other guys that almost pick it off too, right? Like they, they've been impressive as hell. And, and so like everything would say this isn't sustainable, but my God, this is three games of defensive domination. They've given up, they've given up 21 first downs in three games, Jason. 21. Yeah. Uh, Two of 12 today on third down. I think the Steelers were four of 14. And we know the Bengals were wretched two at 15, I think, when Burrow was in the game, two of 14. So I don't have the, I had the first downs in, in front of me. Um, that's like 15%. It, maybe not even that. It's, it's incredible. And so um, a locked in Miles is going to do this all year. And he's going to flirt with 20 sacks, right? And he's going to leave you expecting him to be back there every single time. And he's going to taunt them. Um, so we'll talk about that, and, and we'll see you know, where it goes with his sack total and them keeping this up. But Schwartz has been very adamant from the start that if it doesn't have to be sacks and turnovers, if we constantly hit them, if we constantly speed them up, we win. And then you go back to any level of football, when you're taking a team and getting them out of what they want to do because they have to use extra tight ends, because every protection is based upon where did 95 line up, and you can line them up in different places, not just for show, but to attack, and, and other guys out there know where they're going, then they're going to continue to be a load, and they're going to be a load. I mean, this is, like I said, it's still a small sample size, but it's a damn impressive one. Uh, let's talk to Sean, because this was, you know, you alluded to it off the top. I agree. This is his best game in a Browns jersey, and it, it had to be. Like, we were running out of time in terms of giving him opportunities and believing in him and everything else. Obviously we know what happened six games last year. Uh, you can make an excuse for rain in week one. There was no excuse last week. He was trash in Pittsburgh on Monday night, cost him the game just with his poor play. The uh, line was terrible. All of it was terrible. 27 to 33 today, 289 yards, two touchdowns, quarterback rating of 123. Like this was who, and, and, and you know, there's, you, there better be another gear or two after this. But certainly this was the closest that we've seen yet to the Browns getting this, the type of quarterback they envisioned getting when they signed him to this deal, when they made the move to get him, when they took the PR beating that they knew they were going to take for him. Uh, just threw a couple of absolute dimes in this game. Alluded heat well. There was a couple times where we thought he was going down, and, and you said, I can't believe he got out of that. 
it sort of looked like the Deshaun that we remember from Houston. Now, again, there better be another gear or two in there, but the wide open pass to, to Cooper. And he said he underthrew him a little bit and he kind of made it sound like that was by design. He, he said, the worst yeah. thing you want to do in that spot is overthrow a guy, you know, give him a chance to make it, to make the catch. So he just lofted it up there. The Titans secondary is horrendous. They have been all year. They were again today. Look like the Browns secondary of last year with the blown coverages. But man, you'll take it on on a day where you really needed your quarterback to look good, and he certainly did. Yeah, I, I think it was mandatory that he played well. Right? I don't think anybody can run from that. Uh, certainly, don't think it, it was perfect, and it wasn't, and it's not going to be. But there were right from the start. Even they picked up some third downs. That's huge. That that changes the game, especially with your defense. Uh, I, I do believe he got more confident, and obviously the results showed that. Is the game went, but the biggest thing, Jason, the only thing I tweeted from the post game pressers, he says, Deshaun said, the biggest thing for me personally is I controlled my emotions. So, you know, we don't know what's going through his head, right? We don't know what the Steelers were saying to him last week. We can imagine that. And then we know that he has rabbit ears, right? Yeah. So, to all this stuff. Um, and, and look, he should have a high standard. He should want a high standard. Everybody has to have this here, right? We know what's at stake. So, yeah, like I said, I saw some positive signs early, uh, obviously going to Cooper, even on the ones the penalties bailed him out. You know, he, that's gross. I don't care if those missed. Go to your best guy. There was a dime to DPJ, and then there's the exclamation point there. So you don't get to the exclamation point if you don't play well and you're not steady. Uh, and, he, and he did that, I thought, over certainly over three and a half quarters, right? Three or three and a half uh, early in games. And I, I just think this. Let me think of the best way to say this. I think it's perfectly fine, fair, and 100% on where we are. We should be grading him hard. We should want more. But it's also fine to say it's not going to be all at once. It's still game three. It's still new to him and the guys around him, right? The guys, all of that, they did have to change offensive lines. So, like, let's not say breakthrough. Let's not say this is who it is or that he has to go to Cooper. Or whatever, but I think we can fairly say, like, there's got to be progress. Today, there was some. And all the Browns needed to do today was win and set up a first place game next week. And if that offensive progress carries over into a defensive effort that even comes close to matching this, then they win. And, like, when you look at the schedule, if you're going to win the division, if you're going to be a playoff team, the Ravens home game is one you got to have. So they, Deshaun needed this one today, needed to play well. He did it. Check it off. Move along. He's got to do it again and come out this Sunday feeling like the complete opposite of his chances to do that than he did leave in Pittsburgh Monday night. And this may be getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. And I tried asking a couple of guys on the offense this and didn't really get a great response because I don't think anyone knows yet. But I'll ask you, do we know what this offense will really look like without Nick Chubb? I mean, we can, we, no one's going to pay attention to it now because Deshaun played well and, and you needed to see that out of him and he did, but they couldn't really move the ball on the ground. Uh, average less than three yards of carry. Yeah. There's going to come a point where you have to run the ball. I don't think they really know yet, but I'm just wondering what, what do you think this offense uh, looks like in a post-Nick Chubb world? I think at first blush, you can say it looked like today a lot of shotgun, a lot of um, too much sideways, right? But um I think you could make the case that he's going to be more comfortable in an offense that's that's more open, right? And again, there's there's still wrinkles, and especially before you even go back and 
and digest it, let alone watch and see. We don't have the shotgun numbers in front of us, right? We don't have any replays in front of us right now. Um, but, you know, I, I saw them mixing in different running backs. I saw a lot of shotgun. We saw a lot of screens. Um, in the first drive, they were in the same reverse action twice. The Titans didn't budge on either one, <laughs> you know, and he had that really bizarre throw it backwards play, but he did, he did kind of settle in. And like I said, I, I just instant blush say going to Cooper in the big spots shows that he, he, they, they're building something. I think that was kind of the biggest concern, you know, um, because they didn't play because Cooper wasn't healthy last year. Right. Yeah. And he missed so much at camp. Now a big concern I would have is that Elijah Moore has looked like just a guy ever since the pads came on rather than this dynamic weapon to save yep. him. But to get back to what the offense looks like, where Elijah Moore's making plays, even if they're not spectacular 40 yarders and Jerome Ford's making plays in and out of the backfield. And it's a lot of shotgun and let Deshaun run around and create, you know, Jason, we sit there and say, man, he's taking too many hits or man, he was lucky to get away with that one. But I think to answer your question, I think that's a part of it. I think Deshaun just straight freelancing or, seeing that the first read's not there and then going into freelancing mode, I think that that's what we're going to see. Uh, I'm just scanning the box score, seeing what stands out. 31 carries. That's, I mean, they had the lead in the second half. They were just going to run it and put the game away. Jerome Ford, 10 carries. Kareem Hunt made his debut. I don't think Kareem has a whole lot left in the tank. But he, but he was more active and involved than I thought he would be. Five carries, uh, three, two catches out of the backfield. That's seven touches. I thought he might have three or four touches at most. Well, um, let's just say this, I, ideal blueprints, right? Like you, it's not always going to be perfect and you're certainly not always going to win by three touchdowns, but when you do let them, let them work. Don't, don't use yeah. up for it. You know, let, let right. him try to get his legs back and feel his way in. You're not going to get that in practice. Right. You know? So yeah. Uh, again, to, to win these two games at home. So in such dominating fashion that you're able to ramp it down, uh, that you're able to mix in working on some things with putting it away. And then especially, you know, even outside of defense that's not good but great, um, you know, to, to be able to see the offense today really kind of slam it where it took them a lot longer and was a lot clunkier when they did it against the Bengals, that's great. And, and in fairness, it's always going to be four games for any kind of full evaluation. And shit, now in the new schedule, that's not even a quarter of the season, but that's getting away the week one uncertainty, that's playing at home, playing on the road, playing different schemes, different environments adjusting to injuries, all those things. Now, nobody wanted to do adjust to Nick Chubb and Jack Conklin being out, right? Right. But, you know, to see the defense, they didn't have Thornhill for a game. They haven't had Newsom for a game. They're playing two starting linebackers that didn't play at all in the preseason because they're coming off of major knee injuries. And all these defensive linemen had never played in this scheme and had never played together, <laughs> except for Tomlinson and Zedarius <laughs> for a year in Minnesota, right? So, like, it, it, that part's ahead of schedule. And if the offense, if if you can say, and I think you can fairly say, was still going to need some runway, then you're headed to that fourth game. It just so happens that the fourth game is huge. But this is what it is. When you win big games in this league, you earn the right to play in bigger ones. And the, the main th- the defense, the numbers jump off the page, and that'll jump off in, in my story. I think I'm going to write the defense, and, and you're going to write to Sean. But we all know for not just September 2023, but for this Cleveland Browns of 2023 and going forward, it has to be Deshaun. So too early to know whether today was a small leap, a big leap, the norm, the start of a breakthrough, or just kicking somebody when they were down. But that's fine because if it's a little bit of all of the above, it's fine. And it was necessary. 
uh, that he ascended. Guys, thanks for all the questions in there. I don't know that we can get to them all. Uh, Jason, where else do you want to go here? I mean, I, I just, because I'm just looking at my notes that I scribbled during the game. I mean, when you say the return game is a mess and that's the only thing you could really nitpick until you go back and watch it and you had a pretty damn good day. <laughs> you had a pretty damn good day. I'm just wondering the last time they won consecutive home games by more than three touchdowns. Yeah, well, I mean, shit, they, they have not won many at all for a long, long time. So that's, yeah. that's they we're going to have to dig into that. Um, and if you are Steph, you know, they'll have notes on all that. Um, Miles's best game statistically ever was four and a half against Justin Fields. It was almost two years ago to the day here. And remember the one where Fields takes off on the dead sprint opposite Miles and Miles comes and gets him? I think that was the last one. I mean, at, at halftime today, I kind of felt like, oh, my God, like he's, he's going to have six or seven. Like it, he just is. And I think they only had five as a team, but it felt like double that. And yeah. it felt like that to Tannehill. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'm interested to, to go back and see what Vrabel said, and see what kind of that reaction was and, and, and dive back into it. But like, this was a game to me that just sitting here watching in person and then watching the occasional replay was never in doubt. Um, was never outside of some of the Browns early offense was never overdone or trying too hard. It was, you know, win third down, win the game, let your best players go, deliver in the moments. And again, I turned my head. I saw Deshaun get hit in the head and I saw the trainers come on the field. I thought he's hurt. You know, I go to my computer and start alerting the desk. Hey, we're going to have a news alert here. I see the medical tent up. I think he's in it. And then he didn't leave the game. (laughs) And then they don't cover Jerome Ford and he throws it right, right to where he needs to be. So that was, that was bizarre. All these games are bizarre, I guess. But, um, like I said, it, it, there's not even on the surface a whole lot to nitpick. It, it's it's no. important. It's important growth for the offense, and it's just flat out freaking dominating defense. They just needed some oxygen. They, this offense needed some oxygen. They needed some reassurance that Deshaun can do this, and he gave them that today. And and you take that and you run with it, regardless so of what the final numbers one. look like. He looked competent. Yes, he did. Competent and confident, and and he did not look at that at either one of the first two games with a couple of um, Jeffrey T says, heard the announcer say that Watson wants more empty backfields that the finally convinced coach to allow that. You know, that is something to watch. Um, now the problem with empty backfields is the defense knows what's coming, which is pass almost all of the time. Right. And then they think they can get cute with it running Elijah across, but he, he doesn't scare anybody as a running back. He, he just doesn't. Um, but in 200 dropbacks last year in his six games, they only went empty twice. And so now that is something to watch. And why we hadn't seen more of it, well, A, it's early, B, then you lose you know, a nine-year right tackle in game one and you have to go into game two in Pittsburgh with a brand-new rookie right tackle. Obviously, you're not going to go empty because then you're singling guys, right? And then you're seeing that. So um, that is something to watch. Certainly, I, I think his skill set and the way he played today you know, on his 10 or 12 or 15 best plays and shit. There's only been one other time that we could say there were that many of his good plays, right? Um, He did look comfortable in that kind of environment, but we have to see how that evolves. And then, like you said, at the end of the year, um, you're going to need to run the ball, but that's a long way away. What the Browns need to do is win next week's game. That's what they need to do. And it's going to take better offense. Um, It's going to take similar defense. Lamar's going to be a different challenge for this. Um, you know, one of the Titans adjustments today was simply to mix up their snap count and draw them off sides a couple of times. And they did that. They didn't have any tactical football answers. 
Yeah. Right? They threw some nice ones to the sideline. Hopkins was out of bounds once. He was in bounds the other. Then on the one to Chris Moore, I think the Browns defender gets a hand on it. I don't know. Either way, it's the catch of his life. Yep. And all they do is push him back and, you know, hold him totally off the scoreboard from there. So, uh, again, by all rights, the defense should be getting better because this is only three games in the scheme. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't the, didn't the Bengals, I'm trying to re- recall off memory, didn't the Bengals three come off a turnover deep in their own territory as well? <sighs> I, I think like it came it, off the interception, but it wasn't. Maybe the T. Higgins one came off deep. I feel like, I I feel like their three was a sudden change. Deep well, I can the, tell you that the, as far as running a play, the Browns defense before today had not defended a play inside their own 24-yard line. That's incredible. They gave up, obviously, the one to Pickens that, that came to Burnham. Yeah. So yeah. when Chris Moore yeah, catches that today, that's the first one. Or, or, or the turnover today after that. And then Chris, so two situations all year. They, they've, both, they've been on defense and both were in the second quarter today. They could easily have two shutouts at home. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. And, and look, I, and I was talking to Taki Taki about this after the game. Like, you just don't see holding teams to under 100 yards and to six first downs and, and, and shutouts, period. Like, I, I think in the new era, they have four shutouts, right? Like, but when you hold a team to three and do that, that's a shutout. I don't care what the final score of this game was. The Browns absolutely freaking dominated it from start to finish, you know? <laughs> like, and as much as we talk about how the offense will have to evolve in multiple ways and then do it again later in the year, like this defense travels. When your guys can't get blocked, it travels. So you're going to see different offensive schemes, and you're certainly going to see better quarterbacks and better offensive tackles and better passing games. Yeah. Right? Um, and one other one other note on Deshaun, what I'm thinking about it, when you talk about going empty more often, I just wonder, I mentioned it to you during the game, I was talking to a player after the Steelers game who felt like without Nick, Maybe they start going a little bit more in no huddle, a little bit more hurry up. They felt like he was Deshaun's more comfortable when it's up tempo like that. We really didn't see that again today, but just something to keep in your back of your mind if he continues to evolve and grow and progress here and, and start to get rhythm and feel a little bit better. I just wonder if that's something else that they fold into this a little bit more. We saw it a little bit in Cincinnati. They came out second play of the game and using no huddle, but really hasn't seen a lot of it through these first three. I just wonder if that's something else that could grow in this playbook oh, as the season goes. No doubt. No doubt it is. And look, that's the whole thing. Him being more comfortable and more confident, it has to be each week. And it has to be as we go forward. But for this team, you know, playing three of the first four at home, playing being the only team in the league to play all your division rivals in those first four, then getting what's an obscenely early bye week and coming for another home game against the Niners. Mm-hmm. Like the time is now for that that confidence and that comfort to find it, right? Even if it is just, a, even if today was just another baby step, because really in Pittsburgh it looked like there were no steps. So today you do it. That's more film. That's more data for Stefanski and AVP and whoever else sits in that room and looks and says, "Okay, this is what works." You know, like I said, it's fair to say, "Hey, you had seven months to prepare and a full off season and no suspension looming. Like we should see better." And then it's also fair to say, of course, you know, if you are seeing better. In, in week three and four and, and, and so on, that it's that it's progress and, and you can roll that over. So the defense travels. The kicker, right? You feel great about the kicker? Um, especially it's today. 70 and sunny, yeah. Yeah. Check no, back but, in December. Yes. But right, what do you do? You write what you see. You talk about what you see. Yep. yep. Right? And, and it's it's the coaching staff's job to, to roll all that forward and get them ready to win different games. But today easily could have been a 16-10 
type of game. And making the kicks was a part, uh, and the offense, you know, stepping on the gas after they've already run them over three times was a part of it not being that. You know, the Bengals game is that that T. Higgins catch away that Delpit breaks up from being really uncomfortable. Yeah. So this one today, you just bury him. And, you know, I, who knows what's going to pop up in this violent game, but I didn't see anybody going to the x-ray room. We didn't get any late game injury updates. We didn't see any long faces in the locker room. You saw guys laughing their asses off because they beat a yep. team in the three and held them to less than 100 yards. <laughs> right? So, yeah. so yeah, so it's it's good vibes, and it's it's a game for first place next Sunday. Guys, thank you for chiming in. Um, there will be at least one more live room here during the week, and uh, the interest has been high. I mean, like I said, we'll see. I, I, I think we hit on the main points here, and that was they needed this. The quarterback needed this. The head coach needed this. The Browns needed this. And at first blush, it, it wasn't perfect, but it was damn dominating in almost every phase. So um, too early to, to, to use the breakthrough word, too early to use the arrived word, but, but signs of positivity, of momentum, of figuring things out. And for this team to go anywhere close to where it wants to go, it's, it's paid like it's supposed to go or where you, the listener and reader, wants it to go. Uh, the quarterback has to be great. He was really, really good today. And um, if that can be a sign of things to come, then, then they'll be just fine because the defense is most weeks going to handle its own. So thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you soon.